up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Lord Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, Will? Steve, I'm doing well over here. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Looking forward to uh, getting this next week going. Um, we are indeed facing each other, so it's going to be a fun week. Yeah, unfortunately, I was not able to hold up my end of the bargain to have the undefeated matchup that we were hoping for. No, yes, that uh, that is not happening. In fact, let me, I'll take a look here. Uh, neither of us are facing that undefeated person next week or the week after. Greg. So week eight, if we could both stay undefeated that long would be the time when we would Ooh, face each other. Seven and over, seven and over. Yeah, that would be big. That would be it. And uh, he's got Mark Andrews on by, which, I mean, for a, t- you know, a tight end, that's a pretty big thing to lose. So uh yeah. I have my full team. I'm sure, that was an early pick for him. Yeah, I have my full team by the looks of it. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> got to get there first. Uh, yeah, we'll go got to get there, but definitely interesting. Yeah, so we'll see about this week. Um, currently, I think you got a eight-point projection lead as of right now. Um, we'll see how the lines move, but should be a pretty good game. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't. I, I've I've lost track. Do you remember what our record is? Are you up by one? I think. I think it was pretty close. Yeah, I, I, I think it depends on who won last yeah, year. I, I feel like you're I either ever you're always either up one or we're even. I think. We're, yeah, we've we've literally gone back and forth between who wins every every time we play. <laughs> yeah, I mean after and how the, many seasons the, the it's years, hard to keep track of. Yeah, and the years that we did have, like, where we'd play twice because we played early in the year, those were the ones that we always end up splitting, too. Yeah, yeah. One of us always won in the beginning of the year, one would win at the end. Um, yeah. I did get a notification. I didn't really – I don't know if I knew this was a thing. I feel like I've seen it before, but um, Yahoo has, like, this rating level of, like, diamond, gold, silver, and bronze. Oh, did you move yeah, up? Yeah, they, they, I got an email today. Or yesterday, I forget. And they're like, oh, you moved up to gold status. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Nice. Um, but yeah, apparently they look at like your record of like, uh, through, like your career record. Yeah, for like this league specifically. Um, oh, it, I thought it was for all leagues. For oh, some I reason. mean, maybe I misread. I thought it was this league. Um, but I, I, I could be wrong. I only kind of glanced through it. But. Uh, either way, yeah, it brought me up into the the gold and, and kind of looking over it. It kind of makes sense, you know, as far as like the league standings and how people tend to do. Um, mm-hmm. The people you'd expect to be at the bottom or at the bottom. The people you expect to be at the top would be at the top. And yeah, it's interesting. I've never really paid that much attention to it before. No, that's pretty cool. I know I've seen it for like overall manager, like um, I guess record or or like manager rating yeah, based like on, on your profile, career. Right? Yeah, like your career record of all leagues. But it's cool that it breaks it down within this league as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here, yeah, league levels are based on the overall average rating of all managers in that specific head-to-head league. And is this on the app or is this on the computer? You're saying? Uh, I believe it's on both. Okay. I believe. Could be wrong. Ah, uh, yeah, there you go. I pulled it up. It looks like you joined. You're you're in sixth place though. Uh, joining gold with a bunch of other golds here, which I will take after the like horrendous first three years I had in this league. <laughs> yeah, uh, which makes you know, and I guess that's fair. You know, I had a, a terrible first three years, and I've really, um, I don't want to say dominated, but uh, I've been dominant in the past three. So I guess that puts me dead in the middle. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, evened you out there. Hopefully. 
getting over that hump. I know you've been uh, close to a championship for a few years now. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Maybe this is the year. Maybe it huh. is. But to get there, we got to go through some start questions. You ready to uh, discuss some of those? That we do. Very nice transition, I'll say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah, I think we're starting here with quarterback, right? Yes, and actually, I don't know if we've ever done this for a quarterback before, but it's a, a 2QB, so we're picking two here. Uh, we have Russell mm-hmm. Wilson versus the Rams, Kirk Cousins versus the Lions, and Trey Lance at Arizona. Ooh, the enticing Trey Lance. Um, I I think he's going to be usable in fantasy. I don't know in this scenario I want to start him over Cousins and Wilson. Um, I think Wilson's pretty much an auto start. I know not the best matchup against the Rams. They also haven't been playing as well as we anticipate with the Rams defense usually. But I'm still starting Russell here. And I could I could understand why some people would be fading Kirk Cousins after the rough week he just had. But against the Lions, um I'm gonna start him again and and I I mean Lance, if you wanna start him over Cousins, I get it. And you know, if you're really scared of the Rams, I understand it. But for me I would go Russell and Kirk Cousins. That was me initially. I, I think I've come off of Cousins. Like you said, you know, Russ is a lock. Um, but if I'm thinking about the floor, I, I feel like Lance has a better floor because of the rushing baseline. Um, you know, Cousins has always got the potential to throw up one of those games where it's just like one touchdown and a handful of yards because they're, they're just running the ball. Um, yeah. And then as far as like upside goes, I feel like that's Lance too, because that game's got some shootout potential to it. Um, mm-hmm. Cousins plays in Lions, so his upside's like throwing four touchdowns or something. So he, he's got good upside in his own right. But I think Lance might be better, and I think it's pretty close. Um, but a lot of it, it comes down to your preference. You know, are you okay rolling the dice on Lance? You know, that that's yeah. really, I think, what it comes down to is your willingness to take that shot. Um I will go Wilson and Lance, and I will also give a bonus question to you, Will. I think I know the answer, but uh, I am sitting on both Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance. Um, Hurts has the tougher matchup against Carolina. Well, I don't think Arizona's defense. Yeah, they're pretty good, too. So I'm not sure I'd say toughest, but Hurts has the a tough matchup against Carolina. Trey Lance has got a tough matchup against Arizona. Do you Would you go with Hurts there, too? That's tough. Um, I don't have the decision of Lance and Hertz, but I do have Hertz lower in my rankings. I don't think he's an auto start this week on the road at Carolina. I am in a situation where I've got Cousins, Hertz, and Sam Darnold. And I'm leaning Cousins, but Darnold and Cousins are two guys that I'm debating here. I'm definitely sitting Hertz this week. Um, little preview of our next uh, head-to-head with Sam Darnold. So, I, I mean, I probably would start Lance. Uh, they both have the rushing upside, so I think it's tough. But I think there's probably a chance that Arizona's, you know, up big scoring early and often, where I think Carolina probably wins that game at home against the Eagles. But I could see the defenses both come into play and it not being as high scoring. So I would probably, probably lean Trey Lance. I think that's my lean right now, too. But, uh, We'll see. We will see. Yeah. Uh, but getting to our next here, we have Sam Darnold versus the Eagles or Daniel Jones at Dallas. Uh, if it wasn't, 
Ah, man. I I really want to go with Darnold here because he's been so good. But, you know, Dallas, I would think, is going to just steamroll the Giants, and that's going to create a good game script for Jones. And I think Jones could have a pretty good fantasy day because of it. So I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. I'm hesitant to do so, though. If you like Darnold, I have no argument against that. Um, But personally, I'm going to stick with Jones. What about you? Man, am I really going to pick Daniel Jones here? It's it's (laughs) It's tough. tough, isn't it? It's got a great matchup, though, against Dallas. Same kind of argument for Lance, you know, just having to run and and throw the ball a lot because they're going up against a great offense with Arizona. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think Daniel Jones is the play here. Uh, um, I mean, I guess there's a chance that Dallas' defense comes to play as well, and they go up big, and then the, the defense is just pinning their ears back. But the the New York offense has shown something the last you know week or two here. 400 yards for Daniel Jones. He only had two touchdowns last week, but the weapons seem to be coming together. Barkley looks to be back, so you have kind of the check down. And he's got a decent rushing baseline. I got to imagine Sam Darnold's uh, league-leading rushing touchdowns is eventually going to have to go away. So it's going to have to be a week. He doesn't score on the ground. Uh, and, you know, I think he's going to have a decent week, but I, I think the Eagles defense is somewhere between their showing against Atlanta week one and they're showing at Dallas in week three. So I think they're a decent defense. So I, I would lean Daniel Jones here as well. As crazy as it is. There we go. Consensus on that one. Uh, the last quarterback question, uh, Matt Stafford at Seattle. Or uh, Lamar Jackson versus the Colts? Um, I'll take Lamar mostly for the rushing upside. I mean, both of them, I think, are are solid options here this week. I think it could be a shootout there with Seattle and uh, and L.A. for Stafford. Uh, divisional game, so you always kind of take those with a grain of salt. They could be wonky. Whereas the Colts and, and Baltimore matchup, both defenses, I think, on paper are pretty good, but I think the Colts have been a little iffy. Um, so just with the way that they want to play the game, uh, yeah, yeah, you got a solid baseline on Lamar's rushing, and he's actually thrown the ball a lot more as well, so could have some more upside on top of it. So I'll go Lamar. Uh, I think I'm on the opposite end of that. I want the shootout potential that is the, the Rams-Seattle matchup. So I'm going to go with uh, Stafford, which I don't like saying because Stafford yeah. is your quarterback. Uh, so <laughs> uh, not ideal, but I, I will go with Stafford. Um, it's a Thursday game. I know you're always scared of those. Yes, I, I don't like those very much. Um, and given this is a, a divisional game, it, it could get weird. Um, divisional games are weird. Thursday games are weird. So they either you know cancel each other out and it's an amazing game or it's just going to be extra weird. So. I would stick with Stafford. You know, maybe it's because I like Stafford. Um, don't like Seattle. And there's maybe there's a lot of factors that go into this answer. Um, but I'll stick with Stafford. It kind of like my answer above, though. Like, I have no issue with Lamar. He's perfectly fine to me. Right. Well, that wraps up our quarterbacks. We are going to move on to running backs here. And first, we've got a PPR. Uh, we're looking at Chris Carson, who currently is injured. And, uh, and we will know because he plays Thursday. but. The neck injury is still going to be a game-time decision. Naeem Hines at Baltimore. Latavius Murray versus Indy. And Elijah Mitchell at Arizona. Uh, so Mitchell, I'm going to take out right away. He, like Carson, just up in the air. I don't know if he's going to play. And if he does play, 
I'm not confident starting him. I do think long term he's still the guy. Um, you know, I don't think they've seen enough from Sermon yet to really say to, to really like just give him the rock all the time. And I think it's going to be Mitchell's job when he gets back. But I want to give him a week or so before I'm willing to start him. So I'm taking him out. Um, Chris Carson, I don't think like, he might play, uh, but I think it's probably going to be more Collins backfield this week. If he plays just because it's a short week, you know, neck injury is nothing you want to really play around with. So you give him the week, you give him the whole week off or, you know, limit his reps and, you know, maybe give him 25% of the carries and then give them the bulk of it to Collins and, and DJ Dallas a penny or whoever you want to give it to. So I'm going to take him out too. Um, you know, Hines could be a, a fine, you know, it's PPR. He could be a solid option, but I'd rather have Latavius Murray. I know that's a roll of the dice because the running back position in Baltimore seems to change every other week, but I do have some confidence Latavius Murray. Um, you know, many people, myself included, figured he was the best back in Baltimore, you know, when Gus went down and they got Murray. Um, and I'm sure it's just taken a couple of weeks to get acclimated to the offense. You know, Tyson Williams just seems to be an afterthought at this point. I'm not worried about Bell. So I'm going with Murray here. Yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat. I'm If Chris Carson's healthy, I'm starting him. Uh, even if he's limited, there's just, you know, so much upside. He's you know likely going to be the goal line back. He, even in a limited scenario, I, I like the usage that he would get. But with... Uh, with let's you know you're gonna know Thursday. So if he's out, then it's Murray for me pretty easily. As you said with Mitchell, I, I kind of want to see it again. I'm not know that I'm ready to start him on his first game back. And I just like the volume you're gonna get with Murray. Whereas Hines, I mean the um, game script probably should be in his favor. You know, likely passing. You know, trying to catch up, but. I, I just, you know, there'll be targets there, but I just like the volume. It seems like Murray is the clear one there in Indy, so, or, sorry, in Baltimore. So I think that one is uh, fairly easy for me there. Yeah, this one's close, but I'm going to go with Damian Williams. I think there's just more. I mean, he also, and this is also barring injury, uh, but the nice thing is that Baltimore game uh, is on Monday, so you'll know about Damian as well on Sunday before you have to make that decision. But if Damian's healthy, I'm, I'm starting him. I think he is the you know bona fide for, you know, top back, and I think he's going to get more receptions or targets. Um, so they're both good options. I think both solid flex or even RB2s. But in in this scenario, I'm going to roll Damien. I haven't seen much either. I've just seen questionable. Um, let me see if any news is out for him. Damian Williams. No, I'm not seeing anything outside of a recap of the game last week. Yeah, so I know 
I don't know what to make of that. Like, I wish you had some more information. Uh, I'll probably err on the side of caution and go Latavius Murray because I'm pretty Latavius Murray because I'm pretty confident in his workload. You know, Damian is going to be the guy when he's healthy. You know, could it be more of a 50-50 split this week because he's still having some knee issues? Maybe, and I'm, I'm probably not willing to gamble with that. So I will go with Murray. All right, and then our last wide receiver choice. I'm sorry, running back choice here. Uh, PPR. Kenny Gainwell at Carolina or Tony Pollard versus New York? I don't see this as being a Pollard kind of week. I feel like Dallas is going to steamroll the Giants. I don't think they're going to need him. You know, maybe he gets in, you know, after the blowout's taking place, if it takes place. Um, anyway, meanwhile, I think Gainwell could see, a, you know, quite a few passes in this game against Carolina. Um, so I will stick with Gainwell. I, he probably has a lower floor. It's kind of worrisome pick, but. I think he's got better upside too. So I'm going to go with Gainwell. Yeah, I'm on the opposite side here. I'm going to take Pollard. I think if there's a chance that they do blow him out, then you're going to have Pollard worked in even more. I'm just, you know, there's just, it's so inconsistent with Gainwell. You know, he could have being a rookie, you know, one bad play, one bad block, and they bring in Boston Scott. You're, you're basically banking on the touchdown because I don't think he's getting the usage, you know, enough. Whereas Pollard, I think Dallas really trusts him. They want him to be utilized as the the one B guy there with Zeke. So I'm more confident starting Pollard. Okay, moving over to the wide receivers here. We have a standard scoring matchup here. Will Hollywood Brown versus the Colts or Chase Claypool versus the Broncos? Ooh, old school here with the standard scoring, uh, which I guess would lead to a little bit of an upside for Hollywood Brown, being that he has been more of like a a big play guy. So the you know low catch but you know deep targets would benefit him in that standard scoring. Um, even in in another scoring though, I'm still leaning Hollywood Brown. I'm scared of what Pittsburgh's offense is looking like outside of the kind of. Deontay check down or Nashi check down. I mean, those are the guys. Claypool, I mean, I'm just not ready to start him the way Ben looks. Whereas Hollywood has been getting a ton of looks. And I mean, I'm all in for, for him. And I think he's pretty much locked in as like a wide receiver three flex option for most people. Yeah, as long as he doesn't drop like three bomb touchdowns yeah. again. Um, that would not be good. It is not. Uh, that was embarrassing um but yeah I mean, i'm in the same boat it's got to be hollywood um he's ascending and, and claypool is certainly capable of good week but i am like you i'm concerned about that offense as a whole um so i will steer clear of mr claypool all right flipping over to our next wide receiver we have a uh, full ppr kenny galladay at dallas darnell mooney at vegas Two solid options. I'm still sticking with Galladay, though, because of all the injuries around him. I don't think they're expecting Shepard or Slayton back this week. Um, you know, we've talked about the, the blowout potential of this game a couple times. So, you know, plenty of garbage opportunity for Galladay. I'll go with that side. Mooney's probably a fine play. You do still have Allen Robinson there that could be threatening. You know, maybe they try to get him the ball more to get him going. Maybe. But uh, Galladay, to me, is uh, pretty clear as far as the answer goes. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'll, I'll take Galladay. The injuries make it easier to want to play him. And I, I am a little worried that we're, people are going to be expecting the output that Darnell Mooney had last week, where he was with like five or six catches for over 100 yards. 
you, with Justin Fields, I think it's just going to be still pretty inconsistent. And they did announce today, Wednesday, that Fields is the starter. So hopefully long-term it's going to be good for Mooney. But this week and until we see it consistently, I'm just you know want to keep him on the bench until I see it with him because you're, you're bound to have more targets going to Allen Robinson, the top guy there. So uh, I just kind of want to see how this works. Do you think Dalton gets that job back when he's healthy? Apparently Dalton is practicing today. Oh, is he? And they named him Fields the starter. Okay, yeah, so that might be... Nagy finally came out and said it. Okay, okay, yeah, I didn't hear about the practice. So yeah, maybe that uh, that ends that. Or, you know, maybe next week might be more definitive. If he's practicing, they might be just giving him a week or he's limited or something. Yeah, who so, knows? Yeah. You know, they. I think they want to keep the option to go back to him if they need to. Yeah, we'll see. Um, well, last wide receiver question here, Will. Uh, PPR Darlings here. Hunter Renfro versus the Bears or Jameson Crowder at Atlanta? Man, this is a tough one. I mean, most times I'm going to say Crowder just because, I mean, we saw him come back. It looked great. But Renfro has been awesome this year, especially, you know, just for that offense. I think he's the top fantasy option um, as a receiver position right now, you know, from what we've seen so far. Um, so hard to not start him. I, I probably still lean Crowder for the matchup. Atlanta, you know, I think will be able to score, but their defense has been really bad. So this could be a good time for uh, for Zach Wilson to get going and at Crowder, kind of that top option. Uh, I, I just feel like there's always the chance that you know that the that the Raiders hit on some big plays to Edwards to Rugs. And, you know, it takes away some of those long drives that Renfro has been feasting on. I think he's been feasting on them kind of methodically driving on the field and, and grabbing a bunch of catches. So I am going to go with Jameson Crowder. Me too. And it feels really dumb saying this, um, but I, I hope it makes sense. The Jets suck. But you know they suck, and you know like the people you can rely on, like Crowder you can rely on, um, Corey Davis you, you can rely on for some volume and, and some big play upside. Um, but I don't expect to get disappointed by them, whereas the Raiders just seem unpredictable, and it, it's going mm. back a couple years where you know, sometimes they're really good and sometimes they're really bad, and you just don't know what you're going to get sometimes from them. And... That's kind of what I'm basing it off of. I mean, Crowder's got the good matchup against Atlanta. That could be interesting. I trust him more, and I, I trust what they're going to do with him more. Renfro, I like. I've always kind of liked him. Um, but he'll probably be fine, but you always have that chance for the Raiders just to be nothing that game. So eh, no problem with Renfro, but I will stick with Crowder. All right, then next up here, we're going with a tight end PPR matchup. We have Dalton Schultz versus the Giants or George Kittle at Arizona. It's a, it's a crazy question. Um, but I've actually, this is the one that came to us and, and I've actually seen uh, in a few other places as well. So there's a lot of people asking this question because Schultz has looked good. You know, I think most people agree that he's kind of clearly taken over as the tight end one for Dallas. Um, meanwhile, Kittle's got a new quarterback. You're facing a tough defense, so what do you do? Um, I think Eileen Schultz. I don't like saying it. 
it sounds gross, but he feels like the safer option. Kittle's probably got more upside because he's George Kittle. He's got the <clears throat> young, exciting uh, quarterback. But I think I would lean Schultz. What about you? Yeah, it's tough. I I don't think I can sit Kittle here. I get that it's a rookie quarterback, and he kind of stepped in mid-game last week, if I remember correctly. So I think it's not something that you're really banking, you know, on on that being exactly what we get, you know, broken play deep to Debo. But I mean, I think Kittle could be that security blanket. You're going to have Debo running some shorter routes, but Kittle could also be there shorter and immediate routes as well. So I, I mean, I get Schultz has been doing well, but I'm, there's always that back of your mind. This could be a Jarwin game. It could just go all out to the receivers. There's just more options and, and less talent, I think, with Schultz than Kittle. Whereas Kittle, I think, you know, Ayuk's pretty much dead to the world, it seems like. So even if Debo is the bona fide one, Kittle is the clear-cut number two option in that offense. And he's been getting, you know, good numbers regardless. I mean, he's gotten at least four receptions every game. His target count has been 9 and 11 the last two weeks. So I I just can't go away from Kittle here. That is certainly understandable. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to conclude the, the, the start sits. We're going to move over to some trade questions here, starting with two dynasty questions. Uh, this is a bigger one, Will. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard, or two 22 first-round picks projected to be in the middle of the round, and Cam Akers. Uh, I think I would take the CMC side. I think that's pretty fair value. Um, if I'm trading away CMC... I think I probably maybe want to see if I can get one of them to be a 23 first because I think that pit that that draft is a lot more valuable and and you know even if you know you guys said okay we don't have to wait all the 23 once we get into you know post next rookie draft and like the hype around the 23 draft comes around people are going to be clamoring for those picks so getting one you know some of them now is is really big um you know you you're banking on Akers coming back and, and looking good, hopefully being able to step in and, and kind of replace what you've had in CMC, which obviously is not guaranteed and, and probably unlikely. And then the two firsts are solid, especially mid picks. But I, I I mean, I think I would take the CMC side here. Yeah, I would too. I I really just don't know how to value Cam Akers in Dynasty. Like, he feels like his value should be high because – you know, the, the draft capital, the team, you know, everything about it, he should have success. But that injury is not a good track record of coming back from. So, you know, I feel like I would need him swapped out with a, a different option or a different option yeah. added in there. Like, I don't know what he's worth. What if that's a 23 third, 23 first that we just don't know where it's going to be, just a random 23 first. So basically first. three first, I'd probably do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. do that. I mean, if you're rebuilding, right, and you know, you can you can turn that into a lot as well. Yeah, and you know, I know we've said it before, but you you got to sell these top running backs like at their peak. Dick Todd mm-hmm. Gurley, Love Bell, you know, Melvin Gordon, you know, the list goes on. Shady McCoy, it's hard to do, but you got to do it. And three firsts is a pretty good return. So, yeah, I would in that scenario, I'd go with the three firsts. And this one that's built out for us, I will go with CMC. All right, next up, Dynasty full PPR, Trey Sermon in a 22 second, or Juju Smith-Schuster in a 22 third. So basically Sermon and a round upgrade from third to second for Juju. 
Yeah, I, this one's pretty easy for me. I mean, there there is a little doubt in my head. Like, I look at the second being like, yeah, I want the second. You know, the second round pick, the better pick, and a running back. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said yeah. before, like, Sermon hasn't shown anything. Like, it, there's no reason to believe he's the guy in San Francisco moving forward. Um, But Juju is also not the Juju that we had, whatever, four years ago. Um. So I, I think that's fair. The, the one doubt in the back of my head is I think Juju's contract's up at the end of the year. So, you know, he could go somewhere else. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that was the case, but he could go somewhere I else. I want to say, because he was supposed to sign somewhere this year, and I think he actually turned down um, a, a Kansas City contract or or something happened where like that was in the oh, works yeah. and it didn't happen, yeah, and he went back, to, back there. So I remember seeing a meme where it was basically him just like, throwing down the um ipad today and it's just like when you remember that you could have been playing with pat mahomes right now but you're on the steel <laughs> for real that is a uh that's a mess so let me see mm-hmm. he signed a one-year deer deal so yeah, yeah. so he sh- and coming back he should be free agent again and i doubt he makes the mistake of trying to come back to pittsburgh one more time yeah, i mean unless you know aaron Rodgers goes to pittsburgh <laughs> you know um yeah some people have called that shot so he's a big swing where he could just be nothing because that's kind of his trend right now or he could his situation could improve drastically and he's really good again where sermon i don't i don't know i don't know if i see that upside so i will pick the sermon side for that second round pick um but it's an interesting trade what do you think yeah i think it's interesting as well i'll take the sermon side i think Sermon for juju straight up is pretty close and i usually would go with the young running back there as well so the pick upgrade makes it a little bit easier. Uh, it's the sermon side for me. Got a, a bonus dynasty question for you, Steve. Okay, let's hear it. W- would you trade Mike Davis for Alex Collins and a late 22 third round pick? I would probably want the Davis side. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, where have you heard of this trade before? That, I don't know if you got the notification, but the trade ha- is official. There we go. There we go. So uh, what Will is alluding to is we had Alex Collins. Um, grab him off waivers. Good work, Will. I believe that was your call. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the local Seattle fan reached out to us asking if he was if Collins was available. We said, tell us, give us an offer. And he offered Col- or, uh, Mike Davis for Collins at a third. So... You know, we got the depth we needed that we've been desperately needing at running back. Yeah. Um, and we just, you know, lost a waiver wire pick and a third round pick. I, you know, we already had, we have two other thirds. So uh, I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, I think it's uh, good as well. I think um, one thing that I keep telling myself, we know we're not too high on picks right now, but, you know, as as we move forward and with, with trades throughout the season here, I am trying to see with any trade if i can get a 23 pick back so i would not mind selling the rest of our 22 picks here since we only have two-thirds and a fourth you know for trades and, and trying to grab those 23 picks because that is expected to be a very good draft yeah i'm sure we can wiggle our way into doing that <laughs> we'll find a way oh boy um three more trades to go here for this episode redraft will ppr Cortland sutton and tj hawkinson or darren waller Mm, redraft that is tough i probably lean the waller side hawkinson is awesome as well i mean i think that's comparable sutton's a solid piece to get back for the upgrade 
But Waller just seems to be, you know, he and Kelsey in kind of a class of their own. And Sutton has not been as good as, you know, that one week he had. I mean, he's had the opportunity at three great matchups to start the year. And he just, you know, hasn't performed. I'm not, I didn't get to watch a ton of his games. I'm not sure if it was a situation where he didn't, you know, is looking slow or not looking, you know, fully healthy. But, yeah, I'm a little worried there with with him going forward. Um, so I would I would take the Waller side, especially here in redraft. Yeah, me too. Um, as the Hawkinson owner in our league, you know, kind of worried. He's had two down to down weeks in a row. He didn't practice today with a knee injury. Uh, he feels like defenses, you know, haven't watching him, which is understandable. The lack of other weapons there in, in Detroit, you kind of figured they would kind of lock in on him. So yeah, I will stick with the the Waller side here. Um, as long as your wide receiver grouping isn't absolutely terrible without Sutton. But in most situations, I'm sure I'd go with Waller. Yeah. Um, so flipping here to the next one, redraft, half-point PPR. We are looking at Jamal Williams and A.J. Brown or Chase Edmonds and Hollywood Brown. Uh, this one is uh, – I-, I do think this one's pretty interesting. I don't think it's something you look at and be like, oh, yeah, I want that Hollywood side because the name value of A.J. Brown. But you know, <clears throat> Jamal Williams for Edmonds is pretty fair, I believe. Um, I don't roster either of them anywhere, I don't think. But I'm pretty sure they're pretty comparable. Um, Hollywood has looked great, and A.J. Brown is hurt. And when he comes back, I mean, it's a, it's a hammy problem, and, and that could linger all year, and that – kind of stuff worries me so i will take the Edmonds hollywood side pretty easily it just feels kind of weird to do it yeah i'm i'm there as well i think it's a situation where like if you are a you know four and oh three and one team and you've got some solid depth already and you can afford to trade Edmonds and hollywood i wouldn't mind getting you know a you know kind of like Edmonds you can use now whereas williams you're probably um you know you're probably looking at hopefully getting him for longer term. Uh, you know, he comes in if, if it's a swift injury and AJ Brown is a little more longer term. So, you know, as like a four and or three and one team, maybe you'd lean that side, you know, cashing in on Hollywood's good start and, and Edmonds getting, you know, majority of the carries and touches. So I say in a vacuum, I probably lean that Edmonds Hollywood side, but like, if you want to build for your future and you're four and oh, you know, and think you can wait until AJ Brown gets back. I wouldn't mind that side as well. Yeah, that is uh, that's fair. That makes sense. We got one more. Will uh, this is a straight up trade? So basically, who do you like more the rest of season in a PPR, Amari Cooper or Mike Evans? Mm, that's tough. I I think I lean slightly Amari. I think there's more weapons in Tampa now. Both offenses have a ton of weapons, so um, I don't know that you know. You could really go either way on this one. Evans has been kind of the touchdown guy there as well. Um, but Cooper, you know, has shown to be a you know very consistent weapon there for Dak. Seems like you're going to have more of the, the big play with, with C.D. Lamb and, and Cooper's more of your just kind of consistent guy that's you know, also obviously going to have his, his big plays here and there. So given that it's PPR, I probably lean Cooper. If this was like flip to standard and, and touchdowns away a ton more, I'd probably flip back to Mike Evans. But 
Yeah, it's very close. I, I probably lean Cooper. I think I'm leaning the opposite way. Again, it is close. I think I lean Evans just because the the passing volume in, in in Dallas hasn't been as high as I think some of us expected it to be. Um, and maybe that's because we got a four game sample size. One of them was just a blowout, you know, of the Eagles and, uh, over the course of the season and it'll correct itself. But, you know, looking at the trend so far, it's, it's not what we expected. So I think I'm going with Mike Evans, you know, they're probably just going to end up being pretty similar year in or by the end of the year where yeah, Cooper's going to have his weeks. Evans going to have his weeks and other weeks are going to be yeah. bad. I don't think that really surprises anyone. Um, I'll stick with Evans, though. Um, but like you said, it, it's pretty close. It's a, an interesting trade. I'm not sure why I would pull the trigger on it unless I had like strong opinions. Um, yeah, or like maybe you have a couple Tampa options or yeah. a couple Dallas options, and you're just trying to flip this into some more diversity. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think. You got AD off waivers, or you bought low on CD Lamb after his you know bad couple weeks or something like that. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Maybe that's it. That's the only thing that I could think, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, but that is going to wrap up this episode here. So until next week, folks, um, good luck. Not you, Will. Um, all the worst <laughs> of luck to you. Um, but uh, the rest of you, good luck out there. And always remember, trust your board.